name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. This message today is so powerful because I feel like many of you that are watching, you've got some impossible situations in your life. Maybe you've got physical sickness in your body or you're worried or you're depressed. Well, I want you to know that we still serve a supernatural, miracle-working God of now, and He always provides. So today, we're going to learn how we can lean on Jesus and lean on each other. Be blessed by this message. Well, the title of this message today is Lean On Me. Now, I'm going to date myself, which I do that quite often. And some of you may have heard of this song and others haven't. But do y'all remember the song Lean On Me? It was in 1972. Bill Withers uh, produced that song. And I'm not going to sing it. So y'all say, praise God for that. But it would start out, the words were like, sometimes in our lives, we all have pain and we all have sorrow. But if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend, and I'll help you carry on. Because it won't be long till I'm going to need a friend to lean on. Y'all better preach, won't it? Especially in the world that we're living in today, everybody is fighting some kind of different battle. And have you ever got to the point in your life it was hard for you to have faith? Now, I know you hear all super Christians, but some of you watching by television, you may be in the hospital now, and maybe you've been given a, a bad diagnosis from the doctor, and it rattles your faith, and sometimes it's hard. Have you been there before? Or you've lost loved ones, or you've lost children, or husbands, and, and you get to the point in your life that it seems like you can't have faith. And that may be some of you, maybe you've lost a job, some of you that are watching by television. But I can tell you, we need each other more than ever before. We need to be encouraging each other, lifting each other's arms up in the world that we're living in today. Because it's easy for us to put a smile on our face and, oh, look at them, everything's going fine in their life. But you don't know the battle that they're facing. So we got to lean on Jesus first, but then we got to lean on our Christian brothers and sisters and bring hope and encouragement. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about some different examples in the Bible where the Lord used people to bring encouragement and to bring miracles. Because he said, punch your neighbor say, I'm going to be your miracle. Amen. Some of y'all don't act like you believe it too much. <laughs> Who y'all sitting by today? First Kings 17, 2 through 9. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. 
And it happened after a while that the brook dried up. Y'all say the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your word. Lord, refresh us and empower us by your word in Jesus' name. Now, to give you just a little history of this scripture, we don't know a whole lot about Elijah other than he was a mighty prophet of God. And if you do, he he was from the hills of Gilead, but we know he loved the Lord, he was obedient to the Lord, and he was brave. Because what you got to understand in this particular scripture, he was given the job, instructed by God, to go to Ahab and tell him there would be no land, no rain in the land for three years. But what you got to understand, these were Baal worshipers. They believed that the, the God Baal was the one that produced the rain for the crops. So he had a lot of nerve to go to a Baal worshiper and say, it's not going to rain for three years. But he was obedient to the Lord. So then the Lord said, okay. In other words, lean on me. We got this. I'm going to take care of you during this time of famine. You go and you stay by the book Cherith, and I'm going to take care of you. So, y'all, he sent the ravens to bring the meat and the bread every day. Do y'all understand a raven is a dirty bird? (laughs) Couldn't he found a better bird than a dirty bird to send? (laughs) But he provided. Hey, don't you question God. If he can use a dirty bird, (laughs) he can use anybody to bless you. Amen? (laughs) Or any situation to bless you when you're obedient. And he drank from the water and everything. He probably got pretty comfortable because, you know, he was there. And everything around him was drying up. They were in wilderness. Probably people were dying all around him. But the water just kept flowing. And he was comfortable. But then what happened? The brook dried up. Now, I want to ask you, was he out of God's will for the brook to dry up? No, but see, it was a change of season because, see, God told him, you go to Zarephath, and I have commanded a widow to take care of you. Now, he could have had his mind, he was probably getting pretty comfortable in his comfort zone. He could have sat there and talked to that brook, I command you to produce water. Where's that dirty bird? Come on, bring me some meat today. And you know what? He'd have died in the wilderness. Why? Because the season was over. And how many times, there's a few times in our lives that we get in our comfort zone. Have y'all ever been there? Oh, it may be that the the water's flowing. It may be that once in a while the family's not driving you crazy. Your husband's not driving you crazy. Your job's okay. You're just a church. Your ministry may be growing, and you get in your little comfort zone. And then all of a sudden, the brook dries up. But how many of us sit there by the brook, 
I rebuke you, Satan. I bind you and I loose. I speak to that water to come forth. And nothing happens. And we get mad at God and we get mad at the devil. Well, the devil is just keeping this from taking place in my life. Do you know the devil? We blame him for some things he's not responsible for. What it is, God's trying to get you up and do what he's called you to do. And your comfort zone can become very uncomfortable until you say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how it's going to take place, but I'm going to be obedient. But see, he listened to the voice of the Lord. And when your brook dries up, you need to listen to the Lord. See, some of you are asking people's advice that don't have a clue what they're doing with their own life. Look at the fruit. We're going to social media. What's on their mind? They've gone crazy. The world's gone crazy. <laughs> so you need to go to Jesus and do what he's telling you to do. But when he says that season is over, it's over. The brook's dried up. You can sit there and die in the wilderness all day long. And blame it on the devil, blame it on other people. But the longer you sit by that brook, the more miserable you're going to be. Have y'all ever been there before? When the Lord called us to start this ministry, we were in our comfort zone. We were going to a good church. I was an elder in that church. I had the front row seat at the church. I preached only when he wanted me to preach. Didn't have all the responsibility of the bills of the church or the headache of the church. And I was enjoy being fed. Feed me. Just come and receive. Until the Lord said, okay, you're full, sister. Now it's time for you to do what I've called you to do. It's time for you to get out of that comfort zone. And after a while... That comfort zone becomes very uncomfortable when God's telling you to do something. And then you can argue with the Lord. Well, Lord, I don't know how to have a ministry. Lord, I don't know what to do. Doug don't know what to do either. <laughs> he said, don't be talking to me. But, you know, that's when it's faith. If you knew what you was doing, God wouldn't need you anyway. You know, you're just like, okay. And the same thing with television. I can't believe he called us to, to television. We had never run a camera. Doug had never run a camera. I had no experience. But you know, when he's calling you to do something, you're going to be miserable till you try. You don't have to have the finest of anything. You just start where you are and let him bless it. Amen? And see, that's what's happening in the body of Christ now. What I see, there's a lot of people becoming fat on the Word of God because they're not exercising their faith. They become comfortable just, okay, preacher, feed me. Feed me. And then when we get full of the word, when God's telling us to do something, we become critical. We become judgmental. We tend to blame the pastors. We tend to blame everybody else. But the problem is we're full. So we're called to be doers of the word and not hearers only. So if you ever hear of, a, of somebody that's whining and complaining in your church, you know they fool. 
Just say, you fat on the word. You're just getting fat on the word. <laughs> it's time for you to do something right now and share Jesus with this world. So sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes seasons end. And this is a word for some of you pastors. When somebody tells you their season's over, don't beg them to stay. Because it will suck the life out of you. And you're going to delay the inevitable. <laughs> so you just have to bless them and know that what God, if people leave, he'll send who you need. He's God. You know, we've heard it say that uh, there's some people's like at the bottom of a fruit tree, there's these little sucker branches called sap suckers that sucks life out of you. Well, sometimes people can be sap suckers. Suck the life out of you. You know, just as you call them for encouragement. By the time you get off the phone, you're like depressed yourself. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. But we're all like that. But we need to be encouraging each other because everybody's fighting a battle. All right, let's see what happened. Y'all, I am real. You just have to take me the way I am. When I told God he called me to ministry, I said, I'm not going to be airbrushed. What you see, what you get. I think people want real in the world today. All right, here we go. Let's see what happened. First Kings 17, 12 through 14. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you've been, as you've said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So here he goes. On this journey to Zarephath. Can you imagine how he felt? Okay, Lord, you sent me to a suicidal woman to take care of me. Preparing her last meal. I hope I heard from you, Lord. God will put people in your life to help you. And it's not always the ones that you think will be the ones that will help you but he will send people to encourage you and lift your arms up. And so the woman explained, hey, we don't have enough food. And so she leaned on Elijah. Now she was willing to give some water, but now her oil and that bread, but she decided to give it to Elijah. And she was blessed in a time of famine. She had more than enough. She'd go get some more oil, and there'd be more oil. She'd go get some more flour, and there'd be more flour. God kept supplying. Why? She was obedient to the Lord. And I want to ask you, what's in your hand? What can you give to the Lord that he can bless or be an encouragement to somebody? And you may say, well, I just don't have anything. Oh, yes, you do. You got talent. You got giftings. You've got anointing. You can encourage somebody. But the seed is in your hand. And so many people are not using that seed because the enemy's saying, you can't be used. You've made a mistake. You've got a past. 
But when you give it to the Lord, whatever it is, he will multiply it. He's a God of more than enough. You know, isn't it amazing? We're living in a world now that we try to make God a natural God. With everything that's taking place, we act like it surprises God. This pandemic didn't surprise God. None of it surprised God. And we, the problem is we try to make him a natural God, try to figure out how he's going to work all this stuff out when we don't have a clue. But the seed's in our hand. Whatever you got when you give it to the Lord, he'll multiply it. When we started this ministry, again, we started, didn't know what we were doing. But we started renting these facilities. Some of y'all came to some of our first conferences and, oh boy, we worked full-time jobs. And uh, I can remember Doug would load up the equipment that morning and I'd go work and we'd meet at like one place was the Smith County Agriculture Building in Raleigh, huge building. We had to set everything up, put everything out. And I can remember one time I was ministering. That day I had a terrible migraine. But I was determined. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to preach. But if you ever, you in ministry, have you ever tried to minister and then all of a sudden the headache, it left? It was like the anointing was so strong that it left. But now afterwards it came back. But I look at those days and I think, Lord, how do we have time to do that? It's almost like the Lord multiplies your obedience. And you'll look back one day and say, how did, how did I have time to, to rear all those kids or raise my son or have the finances? But see, whatever you got when you give it to Jesus, he multiplies it. Well, after this took place, her son died. Now, was she out of God's will for her son to die? No. But she was very upset with Elijah because she said, okay, man of God, you told me you would take care of me and my son died. Well, Elijah took care of that. He went and spoke life over that child, or that young man, and he was brought back to life. And some of you got some dead situations today. Impossible situations. But I want you to know that it's not over. That's the word for you. It's not over till God says it's over. And he can speak life over any de dead situation that you're going through. But you, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we got to start speaking life ourselves over those dead situations. Sometimes you don't have enough faith because you prayed for the same thing. We'll find you a good friend that you can lean on and speak life. And see, that's what happens so many times. People feel like they hear from the Lord. They're doing what the Lord called them to do. But then something bad happens. And we say, okay, Lord, I must not have heard from you. I must be out of your will. And that's not the truth because bad things happen. And this is the time that people's faith gets rattled. Have y'all seen people like that? If, if they went through a storm of life, instead of coming back to Jesus, they, just, they left. And that's the time that our faith sometimes gets rattled. That's the time that the enemy speaks to your mind and says, there's no use. It's never going to work out. This sickness is going to take you out and put so much fear and doubt in your heart. That's why you got to take every thought captive. 
but he can speak life. We still serve a miracle-working God. When are we going to believe what we preach? That we still serve the healer, the miracle worker, the savior, the deliverer. The problem is we get distracted with everything else that's going on in the world. And it allows discouragement to come in, which rattles our faith. So this woman leaned on Elijah. Elijah leaned on her. They leaned on God. And she was taken care of in a time of famine. And so will you. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. Television is very expensive, but so worth it. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancott.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at 1-800-579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you. And you understand what a supernatural, miracle-working God that we serve. Well, first of all, we got to lean on Him because He's our only hope that we have today. But how we need to lean on each other in the world that we're living in today. When so many people are discouraged and hey, we know what the enemy is doing. He's out there and people are fighting all kinds of battles. So we've got to be friends to each other and we've got to lean on each other and pray for each other and encourage each other. Maybe some of you that are watching say, well, you know what? I don't have any friends to lean on. I don't have anybody that will have faith with me. That's I'm your friend today. And if you're watching and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's the most important decision that you can ever make. Because He is a friend that will be with you in every area of your life at all times. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And some of you may know religion, but you don't know Jesus. So if that's you, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. If that's you, find a good Bible-believing church. Grow to be more like Jesus. Congratulations. That's the greatest decision that you'll ever make in your life. Now, others of you, maybe you're watching and you've got some impossible situations. And you may say, I just wished I had a friend right now that would pray and agree with me. Well, we do have a 1-800 number. Call that number. Leave a message. We'll call you back. And we'll touch God together. Because you've got to understand, increase your faith to know that it's not over till the Lord says it's over. And He's not finished with you if you're watching this program. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you. We need your help more than ever. If you have ever watched our programs, you know that we're not the kind that we spell. We try to sell a lot of lotions and potions and manipulation. We let the Holy Spirit speak to you because He's the provider. But He uses people. We lean on you to help us keep this program on the air. And if you would just give us a one-time offering or partner with us, we could use your help.
Send us praise reports. We love to hear praise reports to see what God is doing in your life. It just increases our faith to know that you're watching and the Lord is blessing you. Now, next week, we're going to have part two of this message, Lean on Me. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.
Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.